scholarships are available to Louisiana broadcasting students to help enhance or put the finishing touches on an education and career in broadcast. Stop by this station, call 1-800-364-7260 or go to www.broadcasters.org. Deadline for entry is January 28, 2022. The Louisiana Association of Broadcasters Scholarship Program. Good for you, good for us, great for Louisiana. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM. KLRZ, Low Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Check it out, George. So, um... I'll go over as well. Adam Schefter earlier today went through, uh, I guess, what the Bucks have told him, uh, some other issues there as well. And we'll discuss that here. Coming up at 115, Todd Graffinini at 130, Brian, a mile high. Last, uh, we'll discuss a handful of different topics here as well, including Saints and Pelicans. Also, happy All Kings Day, right? King Cake Day, baby. And just so y'all do know, because it was a topic yesterday in the last hour for sure. I did. Was it yesterday? Yeah. I did take down all the Christmas lights. Um, it is all good. No, it was Tuesday. Tuesday. I put down all the lights. We're all good. So yesterday was fine because I had a game to call. And so I knew I couldn't do it. And, um, all I did was then get myself into, into some more because now Carver wants, um, Mardi Gras lights, which I then did get. I will decorate the house from Mardi Gras colors here later this evening. But, um, yeah, have you had your king cake yet for the day? Now, Rafael Esparza and Jordan and I were group texting this morning. Rafael has yet to find a piece of king cake that he likes. I love me some king cake. I'm not discriminatory when it comes to king cake, essentially, for the most part. But anyway, just so you know, yeah, Mardi Gras season is off and running. Um, But I definitely wanted to get into, like, just touch on it, and we'll hear from some Saints players from yesterday. But it's what Adam Schefter tweeted a little bit ago, again, in context to what you just heard Bruce Arians say. And, again, Antonio Brown's statement yesterday was essentially that the Bucks are to cover up. It's about his ankle. He was in extreme pain. He couldn't go. He felt he was being forced, etc. Bruce Arians literally just said, get the F out of here. Literally, that's what he just said in his press conference today. Now, what Adam Schefter says happened as well prior to the game is another interesting note here as well. So he says last week, Antonio Brown and his agent requested that the remaining 2 million in incentives in his contract for the season be guaranteed per Bucks GM, Jason Lick. The team declined to guarantee those incentives. Then, he adds, Antonio Brown did not tell anyone on the Bucks medical staff about the ankle bothering him on game day before the game against the Jets or during it, per GM Jason Licht. Buccaneers made what they call reasonable accommodations to bring this matter to a close early this week. In fact, Antonio Brown had an injury from the game and the wide receiver declined to cooperate, per Jason Licht. Bucks could have set up those appointments in Tampa, but they knew Brown was in New York and they believed they were trying to oblige him. Brown and his agent declined to send the Bucks his medical information from their doctor visit this week and has still not returned their calls. This is important because last night he claims to have gone seeing other doctors and showing damage and all that stuff. So the Bucks like, well, let's see it. And we can bring this to a... Resolve if it is an injury-related thing. So, again, did this all start by not getting the incentives? And then during the game, he doesn't think he can reach those incentives and got upset. The Bucks are saying he's upset he didn't get targeted more. The Bucks are saying his agent and Antonio Brown wanted those incentives guaranteed. He's saying it's his ankle. 
you're a Saints guy, right? Saints fans, so I mean, it's not your issue, but I, again, I just, that's what's happening when it comes to that. As for your Saints, still four and a half point favorites. Your injury report on yesterday looks like this. And it was four players that did not practice yesterday. Teron Armstead with a knee. Marcus Davenport with an ankle didn't practice. Bradley Roby, the corner, shoulder, didn't practice. PJ Williams, you saw him go down an ankle injury. In that win against the Panthers, he also didn't practice. Traquan Smith, chest was limited. Ryan Ramchek, knee limited. That's a good sign. Let's see if he he's at least limited today. Ty Montgomery with a back issue, limited. Mark Ingram, knee limited. And Taysom Hill is on there, ring finger, full, participa- full participation. As for Taysom, um, again, he's done pretty good against the Falcons. And... He was talking about what we have been talking about really this week, and that is the coaching job that head coach Sean Payne and his staff have done this year. His thoughts on it. Um, it would help if I connected it. Give me one quick sec, because I think one of the things that we've all touched on, too, is being able to deal with all of the different lineups, and then also, as, as we said, the offensive line. And especially for a guy like him having to deal with different offensive linemen, how difficult has that been? Um, yeah, it's a good question. I, I think one of the things that, you know, to me, and, and I've obviously I've, I don't have a lot of experience and exposure to coaches in, in other franchises throughout the league, but I think one of the things that, that really separates Coach and uh, his staff is uh, they – they know their personnel, they know their strengths, they know their weaknesses, and um, they coach to our personnel. And I think every week, starting at the beginning of the week, they have a clear idea of what it's going to take to win each football game. And we talk about that from the start of the week. You know, here's the deal, this is what we're going to do. Um, And this is a game where, um, you know, this many points might win the game, or we might need to score more points this game. And but he puts, you know, guys in the right situations. He calls the games that um, are for the right game, you know. Um, and I think this season, more than any other season that I've been a part of, uh, you can see that. And uh, we, we've had so much personnel change. And, man, those guys just continue to change and stay up later and later to make sure that they put guys in the right spot and they figure out the, the best way to win each game. You know, I'll say this. I, I I think you can't underestimate really what he's kind of also had to go through here as well. You gear up. You try to go in the offseason. You're told that you're going to get a shot to compete. It had to be a disappointment that he didn't earn the starting role. Right, you're going back to the Swiss Army role. Awesome. Here we go. Bulk up. Get back into that. Concussed. Come back. Get healthy. By the time you get healthy. Oh, by the way, um, we don't have a starting quarterback anymore. You're going to be it. But he's not healthy enough to start to do that yet. Then he's healthy enough to start to do it. Hadn't played in five weeks. Enjoy that game against the Cowboys. <laughs> it Taysom Hill's had an interesting year, hadn't he? He's had a good one. I don't mean that in a, in a, in a good way. Actually, uh, feel bad for him because honestly, you don't know to an extent how to judge. And I know we've had some callers saying I, I, I'm behind him. I think Jimmy's one of those guys there as well. My contention is I think he's a. He's a nice packaged quarterback or something of that nature. And I don't even say, can you win or can you not? That, that's not even my point. I think you can win with him. I, I think you can. I think if you build the offense to a certain degree, you'll give him some receivers. You do those things, you can. The problem is you are limited. You are limited in the meantime. Now, can he eventually be a quarterback that uses progressions and reads and you know can manipulate with his eyes and safeties and stuff? I don't know. But I can tell you that it's probably going to take some time for that to happen. He's not there right now. And right now is the issue. And what I mean, right, like right now, like today, right now, I would probably say the next two years. Because I think you have a championship caliber defense. Alvin Kamara's not getting younger. Michael Thomas, you hope, comes back, but you don't know. It's been three years by the time he takes to the field next year that he's broken NFL records. So... I don't know if I can invest or wait or hope that that's the case when I when I know he can help me in a multi-package facet. And I think he's a nice backup. I know I can win with him for a game or two. Is he my 17-game guy 
And I think the way I judge that, wrongly or not, this is just how I look at it, is what happens when I sat on a couch and, and watched and surround sound the Bengals and Chiefs. When I watched, you know, Herbert and I watched on Sunday ticket and got five boxes of quarterbacks just flinging the heck out of the ball here and there, dropping dimes. Guys are covered. Guys are not making the right decisions, making the progressions, making a, an okay offensive line better. I just, th- those are the things that elite quarterbacks do. And I'm not saying you can't win with them or without them because you can. The Saints have won enough games to be in a spot where one more win and some help you're in the postseason. So that's proof. You can win without an elite quarterback. The Saints have. They were 5-2 and two without Jameis Winston playing elite. The problem is you're eventually going to have to play an elite quarterback. Even when an elite quarterback was not in the Super Bowl or that level, and it's very few, very few, something else had to be elite. And that's what I'm saying. Something else then has to be better than average, better than good. It has to be elite. Like when I think of the Broncos. Peyton Manning, Gus didn't throw any. You're right. He didn't throw a TD pass. They barely threw the ball. They could run when everyone knew they were running. They had an elite defense. Cam Newton was getting hit every other play by that defense and Von Miller. You have to have something else compensate for your lack of ability to score. Well, Brady didn't exactly light it up. Yeah, but he had a good defense on some of those Super Bowl wins. He had an elite kicker. I mean, you you have to have something to overcompensate. Oh, by the way, he was still Brady. He didn't have to be elite to every single drive, but he was capable of one drive or two. You also saw early in his career that beautiful back-and-forth game. It's still one of my favorite Super Bowls in Houston against Carolina. Jake DeLome, that second half was magnificent. Bombs away. Bomb TD here, bomb TD there. You have to be able to throw the football. So I love Taysom. Good teammate. Guy's been through a lot. He's a warrior. But that's how I have to look at it. With the defense like that, with the team and a coaching staff like this, can he go up against the Burrow? Can, you're hoping he gets enough points against Noodle Arm and Patterson and Pitts this week. Right? Like, again, we saw for years a Hall of Fame quarterback beat top defensive lines. Like, there's no one giving the Saints a shot if they play the Rams with Aaron Donald, right? A, because their line's banged up. And B, you just don't have the quarterback to make the reads and and the protection calls and, and get the ball out quick and know where to go. It just... That's why we're feeling that way, right? With Drew, you know how many times he played incredible D-lines and it and didn't have sack games? Let's go to the year of the NFC Championship game. Remember? Week 8, Rams in the Dome, zero sacks. Same team that put pressure on him in the playoffs. Yes, they did, but, but that's what I'm saying. Like, that's why he's elite. Like you would give the Saints a shot next week if you had Breeze. Still, right now, broadcast Breeze. Because he would know where's Donald, where's the calls, where's the protection, where I need to get rid of the football. And I'm not saying Taysom can't get there. And I'm not saying a lot of these other guys on the roster can't. It's just, it's not now. So, you know, again, it's kind of one of those things you look at, though. But he's definitely, look, he's he's battled this season, man. You got to give him credit for that there as well. Hey, quickly, let me tell you about DraftKings Sportsbook. Don't forget, $100 in free bets when you sign up before it goes live. The goal is to at least be up by the Super Bowl, from what I gather. So in the meantime, sign up. It takes no time whatsoever. When the code prompt comes up on your phone or tablet, put in LaRose, L-A-R-O-S-E. Once you sign up, you will see in your account you have $100 in free bets. No deposit required. It's the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Please do so. The Graf is back in the saddle tonight. He's going to call Pelicans and Warriors. And we will chat with him next on ESPN New Orleans.
Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand-related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse. 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. On August 29, 2021, Hurricane Ida wreaked havoc on our community, leaving thousands of people feeling helpless, vulnerable, and desperate. We refuse to let insurance companies do the same. At AMO Trial Lawyers, we have assembled a team of not only attorneys, but also contractors, adjusters, engineers, and estimators with the focus of maximizing your claim value and assisting in your recovery. If you think your insurance company isn't treating you fairly, get a name that insurance companies know by calling 985-446-3333. I'm Matt Ori. And I'm David Ardwin. And we are the AMO Advantage. The cleanup continues from the recent storms, and we want you to know that nobody can get a metal roof or metal building to you faster than Reed's Metals in Brookhaven. For all your metal building components, Reed's Metals has it all in stock. Roll-up doors, insulation, skylights, purlins, and more. Our metal building frames are American-made steel, all put together by certified welders. Metal buildings and everything you need with quick delivery, too. When you call Reed's Metals in Brookhaven, 601-823-6516 or online at reedsmetals.com. El Paso Mexican Grill and Steakhouse Highway 1 in Raceland features fantastic authentic Mexican food and steaks. They have great lunch specials Monday to Fridays, plus enjoy happy hour from 3 to 7 p.m. with two-for-one margaritas. And on Fridays, it's two-for-one margaritas from open to close, plus live music on Friday evenings. El Paso Mexican Food and Steakhouse on Highway 1 Raceland. Pelicans looking to snap a three-game losing streak. A lot of positivity, even though they've lost three straight games to the Bucks, the Jazz, and the Suns. Devontae Graham following that last loss. Uh, it's good. You know, we we competing to the end. Um, obviously, that's why, you know, the Utah and Phoenix, you know, are, are top teams. You know, they know how to finish the games and, you know, guys get to their spots and, and – you know, they made plays down the stretch. That's just what it was, you know. Uh, we didn't get stops when we needed to. They did. So, uh, but, I mean, we played played great, you know. You know what? It's been a while. So why not give them the intro music that we've had for so many years? Here it is. I can smell the pasta, the garlic bread in the oven. It's literally called Italian restaurant music of Italy, Todd. That is your, that is your, that is your intro music. Hello, sir. Ty Graffinini, voice of your New Orleans Pelicans, out of health and safety protocols, ready to call a game tonight. Joel Myers was back in action on Tuesday. How are you, first and foremost? Oh, God. I'm wonderful. It's great to hear that music. I never thought I'd say that, but yeah. Um, no, I'm, I'm good. Can't wait to come back tonight. I want to thank everybody for reaching out the last piece. What is it now? 11 days, 12 days, I don't know. Um, but I'm, I'm ready to go, man. I, I, I've been just excited to call a game in quite some time. It's got to be an interesting perspective in that, look, you and I, and we've talked about this before, right before you got this job, sir, when you were the voice of the Green Wave, we always text during games. I mean, we, you know, we'd watch Pelicans games and comment on players, comment on the NBA, then you call the game, and it, and it's been a while since you've had to sit at home and watch the team that you that you cover and follow all the time. How difficult was that? It was difficult, Gus. You know, just thinking about it, I, I've never missed a game going back to my Tulane days, you know, 27 years there, now three here. I've never missed a game due to illness. Uh, the, the one game I missed as the Pelicans play by play announcer was when my brother-in-law got married my first year, and it was, a, it was an excused absence, if you will. But I've never missed a game because – I was sick or, 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 or anything like that. So it was definitely a, uh, a, a different perspective, one that I do not want to do again. Um, but, yeah, it just kind of makes you realize how, uh, how fortunate you are and you know, how fortunate I am to have a job like this and, and, and able to, 
to be around the, the team and, and, and call games, you know, it's, right. it, I, I'm, I'm pretty lucky. I'm pretty lucky. It's just uh, don't want to do it again, Gus, and let's, let's hope I don't have to. Yeah, I mean, I've joked in the past that, you know, I would hope that you and everyone else get sick so I could fill in and call a game. And I was like, I was an A-ball. I, I was the call-up to the call-up to the call-up at one point. You were in the bullpen, Gus. You were in the bullpen. <laughs> but I, I, I'd like to do it without everybody getting sick. But yes, I was this close. <laughs> I was this close. It was terrible. My wife's like, you're not rude. No, I don't want them. You know, I'd wait for like Daniel's text every morning. You know, no, I'm kidding. I'm glad everyone is healthy and ready to go, but it would have been fun. But look, here's the thing, Todd. You've heard the show throughout the week. I'm not, I'm not out of my rocker, right? I mean, like I literally haven't had a sip of alcohol this week. I legitimately feel it's remarkable, as remarkable as it is for the Saints, which I'll ask you at the end, since you obviously do stuff with them as well, that they're in a situation to go to the postseason against the dreaded Dirty Birds. But, dude, this team is on a three-game losing streak, and you've heard the calls this week. You've heard the GOAT and Jack and everyone else. They, they love the job Willie Green is doing. You just heard Devontae Parker. He didn't sound down. He's like, we're competing. And, and they are. The difference is a three-point shot here or there. And a Hall of Famer going Hall of Famer here or there. That's not bad things considering, if that makes sense. No, I agree 100%. As a matter of fact, I talked about this at length with Daniel Salerson during shoot-around that I consider I haven't seen Daniel uh, in almost two weeks. And just watching the these three games on television, <laughs> Gus, I mean, you say the, the lines all the time. I say the lines all the time. It's a make-or-miss league. I, the the Pelicans have lost these three games to very elite teams. I mean, think about it. Milwaukee won the championship last year. You've got the Utah Jazz, who's top three in the, in the West, the Phoenix Suns, now tied with the Golden State Warriors, atop the West and best record in the NBA. You have lost those three games because they have made three-point shots and the Pelicans have not made three-point shots. It's that simple, and, and the facts will back it up. We've been outscored, Gus. The last three ball games, their opponents have made 59 threes to the Pelicans' 38. I mean, that's it. We were listening to Willie Green talk to the team after shoot-around today. In these three games, the Pelicans have more field goal attempts, more three-point attempts, and more free-throw attempts than their opponents. And they're 0-3 because the Pelicans have not been able to cash in those opportunities, especially from beyond the arc. Where the, where the percentage is just not there. Uh, you know, the Pelicans are in the low 30s shooting the threes, and if you look at what these teams have done, I mean, you go back to the Phoenix game, Gus, Phoenix is not a three-point shooting team. They average 12 a game make, 12 three-point makes a game. They made 17 the other night and a 51% clip. The Pelicans made 10 threes the other night at a 31% clip. That's the ball game, Gus. They're not beating themselves. The Pelicans are not beating themselves, turning yeah. the ball over. They're they're rebounding the basketball when they've had the opportunity. They're just not making the shots. And, you know, that, that's been the difference in these three games, the firepower. I mean, it's crazy, Gus. And, again, I've had a lot of time to think uh, in the last <laughs> couple of weeks, right. Uh, right. sitting on the back couch watching these games. But I've watched a lot of these NBA games, and it really hits you when you just sit back and you're away from it for a little bit. If you watch an NBA game, Gus, you think, you know, the Pelicans average about 31, 32 three-point attempts a game. The the Golden State Warriors average 40 three-point attempts a game. Now, last night, they had a terrible night uh, shooting the basketball. They scored a season-low 82 points, Golden State, which really – Really concerns me for tonight, Gus, because there's no way they're going to shoot like that again uh, in a back-to-back. But if you watch an NBA game, all of these attempts that you watch these teams go through, mm -hmm. I would say without question, 85 to 90 percent of all three-point attempts in the NBA are wide-open shots, Gus. They're they're rarely rarely contested. I mean, uh, you know, you're going to have some every once in a while. But for the most part, every three-point shot you see in today's day and age is pretty much wide open. So you've got to be able to make those shots when you have the opportunity. Now, it's 
you know, it, it's unrealistic to say, well, you're going to make every shot. Of course not. That doesn't happen. But you've got to be above, you've got to be in the 37 to 38% range to give yourself a fighting chance. And the Pels just have been so inconsistent in that department this year. You know, it, it's, it's great to see someone like Devontae Graham, who, you know, was 6 for 12 the other night uh, against Phoenix. I mean, he's really starting to become a dependable three-point shooter. It's just really inconsistent everywhere else. And, of course, you look at what, you know, Brandon Ingram did the, in these two games coming back from injury. He's 8 for 36 from the field and 1 for 9 from 3, Gus. I mean, or 1 for 11, excuse me. It, it's just it, it's hard for the Pelicans to win when your leading scorer is struggling shooting the basketball. And again, he's got to knock some of the rust off. It's just a shame right. because he was absolutely rolling. He was. Uh, before, before he had to, you know, out those couple of games so we just got to get his rhythm back and, and get it going we know he can but Gus I mean again I just made a very long-winded answer again I haven't <laughs> spoken for a couple of weeks so I guess I have it in me but uh yeah uh, a very long-winded answer of, of saying we need to make more shots specifically from beyond the arc you know one of the things that's interesting as well speak with Todd Graffinini voice of the Pels who'll be on the call again tonight as the Pels host the Golden State Warriors is What's remarkable in that time that you've been away as well, everyone now wants a Herb Jones jersey. If you, oh, yeah, baby. It, look, look, you watching, right? And, and you always, you, you pause, you screenshot, you'll text me, you'll see things. Have you seen it differently from a television broadcast standpoint than what you've seen this year? I know you've seen this guy be a difference maker, but I'm asking you, like, when you're watching the games – and you can maybe watch him off the ball a little bit more because you're not worried and letting focus about calling what's on the ball. Have you noticed anything that he's done that maybe you didn't notice while you were calling the game? Not really, Gus. Just his anticipation is the thing that really jumps out at me. Okay. Uh, just watching the games on TV. Because, again, when you're, when you're live in the building, you're sure. pretty much following the ball. Um, but, you know, I have seen a couple of, you know, a couple of plays in the last couple of games where I've seen him literally telegraph, you know, what he is going to do uh, as far as jumping in and, and getting a deflection or stealing a ba- or, or, or getting a steal. Um, that, that's what jumped out at me just watching it on TV. But um, he just, you know, the thing about Herb now, Gus, is I think the secret's out. I, I don't know if, uh, you know, how much he was flying under the radar in the first month, month and a half of the season. I think it was pretty good considering we didn't have his jersey in the in the uh, gift shop. Uh, but the secret's out now, and uh, <laughs> he's starting to get he's starting to get recognition, right. and it, it's well deserved. And the thing about it now is, Gus, he's starting to figure out a little bit offensively as well with his cuts to the basket. Uh, he, I mean, he had a couple of sweet moves the other night, hanging in midair, making the making the layup. Um, you know, he's getting more confidence in that three ball uh, when he can stay behind the line. But, no, um, he's just – he's been unbelievable, man. And it's just so much fun to watch him get better and better. And I've heard you on the show countless times say it, and it's, it's true. It really is true. That guy has got to be on the floor yeah. for as many minutes as he possibly can. Can't take him off. You are a better basketball team when Herb Jones plays. There's Period. The numbers back it up. The numbers yep. back it up both defensively and offensively. No doubt. Um, as far as tonight goes, we're going to talk to uh, Andrew here as well, too. We'll see if we get a – because it's a back-to-back if Steph will play or not and, and things right. of that nature. But, look, bottom line, the, what, we, what we've seen Golden State do this year is is incredible. And, yes, even if Curry doesn't play, man, that ain't an off night because I've said this before, Draymond Green – is the heart and soul of that team, and he can wheel almost anyone else to still be good because Toddy does everything, rebound, defend, pass, score if he needs to, things of that nature. What do you think is a key to the game tonight? Well, <laughs> I hate to say it, Gus, but, I, I mean, we got to make shots. Here's the problem. They are the best team defensively in the NBA. They are number one, the Golden State Warriors, in defensive rating. And wow. just over 102 per game. And we talked to Tim Roy. You're going to hear him on Pelicans Weekly tonight. It's a game day edition of Pelicans Weekly, if you will, Gus, uh, at 6 o'clock right here on 100.3 FM uh, ESPN New Orleans. 
uh, talked to the play-by-play voice of the, of the Warriors, Tim Roy. And he, it's interesting because he told us that the offense, which you would consider the stalwart for the Golden State Warriors, has been inconsistent this year. You know, even though you have the greatest three-point shooter in the history of the NBA and Steph Curry, um, they've been a little inconsistent scoring the basketball. What has been constant for them night in and night out is defense. And when you're leading the league in defense, then you're going to be in every game. And they are 29-8 and because they have played defense on a night-in and night-out basis. And for the most part, they've been scoring. And when they're scoring like they're capable of and you're playing defense like that, that's why you're 29-8, Doug. That's why they're tied with the Phoenix Suns for the best record in the in the league. So we'll see what happens with Steph. We still don't know. But, yeah, Draymond Green. Think about Draymond Green, too. He can run. He can play points. He averages over nine <laughs> assists a game. That's like the point guard. Nah, he's, he's ridiculous, guard. man. He's ridiculous. Ty Graffinini, voice yeah. of the New Orleans Pelicans. At NT Graff's going to follow on Twitter. <laughs> there he is. I didn't even get a chance to ask. You know what? Tomorrow you got to call and talk Dirty Birds. Tomorrow you got to call... <laughs> I will. Tomorrow. I will. Tomorrow. I there will. he is. Okay. Brian, a mile high out west is next on ESPN New Orleans. A new name, a new era. TGMC is now Terrebonne General Health System. This change reflects our transition to more of an all-around healthcare partner rather than just a healthcare provider. With new facilities, new innovations, and new ways to help you, we've done more than change our name. We've changed our future. To see what's new at Terrebonne General Health System, visit TGHealthSystem.com. Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner, really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. This whole wall needs to be shelving too. This is a focal point in our restaurant. Leilani's new restaurant will have the largest wine cellar in the city. She needs a robust sommelier with notes of procurement manager. Indeed can help her hire great people fast. Uh, I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. You want to feel important. You want to be a part of something bigger, something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We know. We felt that way, too. And that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Army National Guard soldiers. We are normal people just like you. And together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. What would you say you do here? Sports. Sports. All day long. Hello, sports fans. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Well, well, well. For the first time in 2022, we go out west to find out how how high, mile high, that is, right? That's what I mean when I say that. Brian, a mile high out west, formerly of New Orleans East and the West Bank, formerly Brian in New Orleans East. Now, Brian, a mile high out west. Brian, how are you, sir? I am doing well, man. Happy 2022 to you and all the listeners out there. <laughs> it's kind of like 2021, though, isn't it? I mean, it really honestly is. You got chaos everywhere. The more things change, the more they stay the same. <laughs> That's exactly right. I got to get your take on a couple of other uh, national topics here as well, man. And then we're going to delve into the Pels and and uh, and black and gold here, obviously. But what do you make of the Antonio Brown thing? I mean, there's two completely different stories going on right now. Well, you know the old saying, Gus, there's three sides to a story. My side, your side, and the truth is somewhere in the middle. Well, right. in this one, it's pretty much four sides to a story. My side, your side, the truth, and damn the drama, because I want it all. <laughs> this is absolute chaos, and it's happening at the perfect time for the Simple Bay Buccaneers. Their yep. fans, their organization has spent so much time. 
thinking about the New Orleans Saints and everything going on over here, that they're imploding from within, and I'm loving every bit of it. And it seems to be the person you would never think is telling the truth, Antonio Brown, with his fake vaccination card. He's the actual one that's coming out smelling like roses in this situation. I'm loving this. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I don't think I've ever heard a coach literally in a press conference say, so I told him to get the F out of here. And that's what Bruce Arians said this morning. So uh, that didn't just happen in a quarter or at halftime. That, that's something that's been building, Brian. I guess is the point that I'm trying to make. Um, there is no way that that is the first time a player has expressed, you know, unhappiness or, you know, frustration in a football game, a game of emotions. There's no way it's happened on the Saints sideline. For a coach to say that, to get out of here, that's been building. There's no way that that was just one half of football. I'm not buying that at all. Not at all. That comes from not even wanting the guy in the first place. I think that was more of a Tom Brady call and his ability to kind of supersede Bruce Arians and saying, I need this guy. I want him. Mm, you know, if he's going to help us win. And Antonio Brown doing that only furthers and, you know, enables a guy like Antonio Brown. Well, you kept me around. I helped you win once. So that means you're going to tolerate just a little bit more of the nonsense that I do. And Bruce Arians is kind of a no-nonsense type of guy. I mean, this is a guy that if Tom Brady has a bad game, goes in front of the public and criticizes Tom Brady, something he's never had in life. So Antonio Brown is not going to skate by either. And I think that's all this was. This is a guy that I didn't want acting out. And the first chance I got to get rid of you, I did. Mm-hmm. That's a very good point. Speaking with Brian Bienemy, a.k.a. Brian a mile high out west now since he lives over in Denver. Um, we're going to get to the Saints and Pels here in a quick second. But, look, let me ask you this. What is the story of the NFL to you? Is it the Bengals winning the division? Is it uh, Aaron Rodgers with all of the drama that the season preceded with him is the number one seed and probably the MVP? I don't know. what What is the number one story to you in the NFL this year? I think it's the have and have not. It, it, it comes down to that. I mean, you've got a few teams in the idea of the Green Bay Packers, and you might have, you know, another team like the Los Angeles Rams. You know, these are the teams that kind of push all their chips in the middle of the table and said, you know what, we're going to go all in for right now. Well, you know, whatever the future holds, what the future holds, we're going to go all in now. And, you know, those are the teams that have actually kind of, you know, kind of stuck at the forefront. They're the cream of the crop right now. Green Bay said, mm-hmm. you know what, we gave Jordan Love this money, but we're going to beg Aaron Rodgers for everything that we have to come back. He did, and here they are. You know, you have the Los Angeles Rams who traded basically every draft pick for the next 10 years in order to get a guy like Matthew Stafford and, of course, Odell Beckham. And then you have Von Miller. And, you know, and I mean, they're just adding to their arsenal just to get to where they need to be. And there they are. So I think it's a, a clearly the have and have not. Some teams want it all and they risk it all, and then some teams don't. And that's when you have, you know, a team like the Jacksonville Jaguars who tried to bring in Urban Meyer and it flopped in their faces. I think one of the things that we'll see when we come over to the Saints here as we turn our attention to this, Brian, I've been saying to me it's remarkable, and I think it's it's outstanding So that, that you have an opportunity to be in the postseason. And I mentioned this yesterday, and you text me your thoughts, so I'll give you a chance to kind of expand on it. CBSSports.com said, what did we learn out of each 32 teams this season? And I said that I don't think they're that far away. You know me. I'm Mr. Captain, uh, the ship is sinking sort of thing. So for me to say that, it's really impressed me. What did you learn from the 2021 Saints so far? Hello, Brian? I'm here. I'm sorry. I kind of lost it for a second. Sorry, sorry. No, I was saying, what did you learn from the Saints this season? Well, it's basically that Sean Payton's arrogance and his brilliance, are kind of, they, they kind of run the same course. They're one and the same. Mm-hmm. He's an arrogant enough guy to say, you know what? I like the guys in the receiver room. We don't need a better tight end than Adam Troutman or Jawan Johnson. We don't need better wide receivers than, you know, knowing Michael Thomas was going to be out, even if it was for some period of time. You know, we don't need better wide receivers. We're not going to go, you know, they tried to get Odell Beckham late, but that was late. So I think, you know, his arrogance you know, kind of, you know, made him believe that his team was better than what it was. At the same time, his brilliance is that he's so great as a head coach that he could take, you know, a cast of characters that pretty much everybody would consider bums <laughs> and nobody would want. <laughs> I mean, and actually be a game away from the playoffs with a little help from the Los Angeles Rams, who, by the way, have lost to the 49ers five straight games. So I think they're looking for a little revenge in this case. So, I mean, if that's the case, then you got to kind of look at him and be like, you know what, Sean, you are absolutely the definition of a gift and a curse. You put yourself in a hole only to dig yourself out, and we can't figure out how you did it. 
Yeah, and, and I think one of the things that stands out to me, too, is you have seen some growth in a lot of different players. I know you were high on Davenport, and he's finally kind of come to that that growth level here in his, uh, you know, his fourth year. Dude, Paulson Debo. the fact that we're not talking about that, right? The fact that we're not going, this team still needs help at corner or had to go make an in-season move uh, has been pretty remarkable. The depth at linebacker from Pete Werner on and such, that, that defense has done an unbelievable job. You think somebody comes and tries to pluck Dennis Allen away legitimately? Because right now it's an offensive league. Everyone wants the next, you know, big-time offensive coordinator, the next guy that can that can score points. Do you think that is going to keep Dennis Allen in New Orleans? I think so, because everybody's looking for the next John McVay. And if you've seen lately the couple of hires that have happened, most of these guys come from the Sean McVay type of street. you got a Cliff Kingsbury in Arizona. Of course, that's uh, Zach over there in Cincinnati. And, of course, you see what him and Joe Burrow are doing with Jamar Chase. And then, of course, there's Sean McVay, who could possibly make it to the Super Bowl this year. Uh, so I, I think everybody's kind of looking for that Sean McVay type of clone. But you forget about guys like Dennis Allen, who's basically shutting down the Sean McVay's of the world. Shut down Tom right. Brady and the Tampa Bay offense and shut them out. So, I mean, you would think that a guy like that would get a chance, but I think that's going to be the problem that that happens. And not to mention that, if I'm Dennis Allen, I'm going to be very cautious to not repeat the mistake that I made last time, which is there are only 32 jobs. I'll take whatever one is available. But that's how you got fired by the Raiders. I think if there's any smart part of Dennis Allen, he seems like a very brilliant guy, he's going to wait his chance out to see what happens around the league and if it's mm-hmm. possible that he can get a better situation than he did like, you know, I guess maybe instead of going to a team like Jacksonville or the Giants, Maybe you can kind of maybe weasel your way into a situation that might be maybe a Seattle or, or you know, uh, or a better situation than that. Let's go. Uh, give me your, your best thirty seconds on a handful of quick topics, and then we'll go over to the Pels. Ready? Your best thirty seconds, okay? Um, Teron Armstead, what do you do? You sign or, or let go or move on? He's going to look so good as a Miami Dolphin or Indianapolis Colt, isn't he? He's going to look so cute that uniform. Okay. Um, do the Saints draft a receiver or offensive lineman with the first pick in the first round? If they even have a pick, because they're probably going to trade everything for Russell Wilson. But if they do have a pick, I think it's going to be an offensive line. Well, that's where I was going to go next. Russell Wilson or Jameis Winston? Absolutely, you take Russell Wilson. You know what? I'm glad you asked me that. I only got 30 seconds, so I'm going to make this quick. Super Bowl winning quarterback. Who has only one losing season in his career? Why the hell would I pick Jameis Winston? <laughs> well, the reason I say that is because of the, deciding whether or not you're going to give up the price, and that's what I'm asking. Do you do you at all costs go for yes. Russ? Who, by the way, if he wins again, one Super Bowl, he's worth it. Did you see this morning on NFL Get Up? It was a topic. Well, surprisingly, huh? Imagine how that happens. The old agent is working the phones, right? That's what I thought. Diana Rossini, which team is best for Russell Wilson? She picked the Saints. Bart Scott, New York. Damian Woody, the Saints. And Ryan Smith, the host, this morning on Get Up, said any team but the Giants. So I don't think it's coincidence that Russ Wilson all of a sudden, where is he playing next year, starting to come up, right? That's an agent. Yeah, no doubt about that, especially when you think about all the talking heads on pretty much any platform across the country are basically saying Russell Wilson to the Saints. It's almost the worst-kept secret in the NFL. And by the way, the Saints just so happen to have placed a call during the trade deadline to gauge Mm. their interest in trading Russell Wilson. Crazy. All right. Final thing on the Saints, and then I'll get your take on the Pels. Uh, Sunday, it's the Dirty Birds. It's Atlanta. Please tell me that you don't foresee – the Rams winning and Atlanta keeping the Saints out the playoffs. They can't get swept by them, can they? Absolutely not. You know, my favorite team in the NFL is the New Orleans Saints and any team the Falcons are playing that week. And if it just so happens that the Falcons are playing the Cowboys, I hope they both <laughs> lose by 30. <laughs> no, the Falcons okay. are going to win this game. The Saints, okay. the Saints have to win. <laughs> Are you willing to, to put some money on it? Are you willing to, I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, are you that secure that Atlanta will, will not come through here? I'm already picking the Saints plus a hundred with the spread. <laughs> okay. All right. Plus a hundred. Hey, Pelicans. I, I want to get your thoughts on the team overall. So we'll wrap up with that and Willie Green's job so far, but I got to get your take on. You know, the, the statement yesterday, Zion is essentially being sent to Never Never Land until he's healthy, ready to play. I, I'm looking at it as out of sight, out of mind. 
whether it's the viral photos, Swin Cash thinking he's being photoshopped, and think all these other things. I, I, whatever. That's kind of where I'm at with it. What, what do you make of all that? Well, it's twofold. It's the Zion part of it first, which is if you're not mentally tough enough to handle being ridiculed that you blew up to a, you know, a, basically a defensive tackle, then you might not be the guy that should be leading this franchise or the face of the franchise. Because I'm like, come on, you're a kid getting teased. It's not the first time it's ever happened in life. I promise you, it's not. And there's the Pelicans' perspective on it, which is, why the hell are you guys being so secretive? Everything is G14 classified when it comes to Zion. I'm not sure if that's a Zion thing. I'm not sure if that's a Pelican thing. I'm not sure if they have a handshake agreement that this is gonna, how it's going to take place. If he's hurt and he can't play, just come out and say he's hurt and he can't play. Like, I don't understand why everything has to be so secretive and it has to be like basically a congressional hearing to get David Griffin in front of a microphone to say Zion's not going to play this week. It shouldn't be that difficult. Put him on the sidelines, get him healthy, and, and let him come back next season. It should not be this difficult for our injury report. Everybody knows he's hurt. Why are you being secretive? So I think in that regard, it's both sides wow. just being absolutely ridiculous. And all that's doing is making the national birds come around circling, trying to swoop yep. down on the Pelicans and cause more defenses. No doubt. What are your thoughts on Willie Green, man? And we'll let you go. He is the coach. They, the Pelicans have found their coach. That's the guy. He's unlike Brandon Ingram. He's unleashed Herb Jones. And Devontae Graham is about as clutch as it gets. So he has the right pick. And um, Val Venus, who I call, you know, that's uh, Jonas Valanciunas. Val Venus is the best big man in the league that nobody wants to talk about. I love the mix that the Pelicans have, and they have the right coach in Willie Green. Now what they need to do is find an executive that's going to get off his butt and give Willie Green some help. Go get him a lead point guard. Get him some additional outside shooting. You know, you got 1,300 draft picks. Try using them. You got Sato sitting on the bench doing absolutely nothing. Try using that, that trade exception that you got. Maybe package yeah. a guy, and I don't want to move Josh Hart, but maybe you package him and you move Josh Hart to get somebody mm-hmm. better. Get these guys some help because Zion is not coming back this season. My man, it's been fun. First one of the new year, man. Uh, we'll be talking throughout, obviously, the, the basketball and postseason. How are things out in Denver? You got some snow over the holidays, huh? Man, I'm dashing through the snow right now trying to make my way to Chicago. So it's going to be going to be an adventure trying to get my way there, but I love it. I love every bit of being out this way. <laughs> First off, the fact that you, I can vision you dashing through snow. Be careful, man. There's been like interstates shut down all over the place. So please, please be safe. Uh, thanks for your time today, bud. No problem at any time. You know, you are the only guy that can get me on the line, man. Take care, Jeff. I love you, brother. For sure, man. Love you too. There he is. Brian, a mile high out west, but now heading to the Midwest or through the Midwest as he's heading to Chicago. Quick break. Uh, we'll fight. I didn't say bake. I meant break. That's what I meant. <laughs> it's the sports intern. Sport. Oh my gosh. It's the sports hangover. We'll check on the intern next. Oh, it's being New Orleans. <laughs> Men, no matter what size she wears, there always comes a day when she says, It would definitely be okay if these diamond stud earrings were a little bit bigger. Thousands of women own a pair of Ramsey's diamond studs. When your diamond stud earrings come from Ramsey's, you always get 100% of the current value when you trade up for a larger pair. Find her Ramsey's diamond studs and bring them to us. You'll pay only the difference when you trade up for bigger ones. If she doesn't have a pair of Ramsey stud earrings, you need to fix that. We have them for as little as $299. And Ramsey's diamond stud earrings are cut to glitter in the dark. We're going to package her new diamonds in a fabulous presentation box. And gift wrap it so gorgeously that everyone will take photos. Before she even opens it. And after she opens it? You the man. The largest diamond store in Louisiana is Ramsey's Diamond Jewelers on veterans between Bonneville and West End in Metairie. Delivery trucks rush all over town and sometimes cause king-size accidents. The King Firm has trial attorneys experienced at handling crashes involving delivery trucks. They can help fight for your medical bills, lost wages, and pain and suffering. Get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the king. If you've been injured in a delivery truck accident, ring the king at 909-KING. Welcome back. We've missed you. We know it's been tough. Because rebuilding your business isn't for the faint of heart. Your business needs a jump start. And we're here to help. Introducing Surge, symmetrical speed fiber internet from Etel Business. 
revved up data speeds at 30% off, plus three months free. We're glad you're back, and we're here to make your business surge. Etel Business. Offer valid on three-year contract for two or more business services. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Let's hit it. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Check in on how the puppy sitter is doing. J.D. Kleber, the way to follow him over on Twitter. Still still working, still doing his thing, but being a good little brother, watching his sister's puppy, who is uh, honeymooning. What, what did you do? So I texted you. I'm like, yeah. he won't stop barking. Uh-huh. To which I replied, what? You said he probably has to go outside. Yeah. Because he's a puppy, you know, and that's how they're trained. Tinkle. Yes. Yeah, he needs to tinkle probably. And what did you do? So literally after I sent you that two minutes later, he takes his little squat down oh, and there it starts is. being all over the rug. There it is. There it is. Nature called. So. Nature called. Uh, what Again, you know, you know what's remarkable is you've been on with us, what, four years, something like that? I forgot. I lost track. You still don't believe me. I know where you're going. I was going to say the fact that, <laughs> A, and you don't believe me, but, B, also, because, again, I, I'm trying to be more positive in 2022, Every day, there's a learning experience. Every day, you will learn something from me, Jordan. Every single day. Just, just, Jesus. I'm so wise in my years that Jeff today at the gym, he was astounded that I told him that on the 17th of this month, I'll be 46. He's like, you look like in your 30s. I'm like, way to go, Jeff. But my point is, I know, I know. So I'm going to give you a little bit of advice you can shelve right now. Ready? Go ahead and just open the pocket, put it in there for, for, for later. For later. I have a, I have a notepad. Papa Kleber, and I mean for later. It's not now. Same thing applies to kids for the most oh, part. Oh, God. All just, right. just letting Back you know. No, Back I'm just, I'm, hangover. listen, it's on my mind, so I'm just letting you know. When the little one starts to cry, it's going to be one of two things more, basically right out of the hospital. He, he or she is hungry, or he or she needs a new diaper. All right? Just, so, don't just sit there like you did with the puppy. So now you know, though, all right? So if the baby, like, it's it's fine, and, and all of a sudden it's smiling, you're watching football on the couch, you're just hanging out there, and then all of a sudden it just it starts to cry for no reason, it's time to either get mom or a bottle or change the diaper. I'm just, I'm just, this is really good advice that I'm just, I'm setting you up already. Knowledge is power. Once you know, the more you'll do, Okay. Ready to go. I got it. Hey, there was probably a few people that, that learned something from you just now, Gus. And by the way, if you'd like to, gentlemen out there, you have a daughter that maybe you want to marry off like Dean did Jesus. or, you know, hadn't been on a date for a bit or you just think that Jordan's such a nice guy, look at him. He's puppy sitting. He's out there trying to graduate, get a degree. He's working while doing that. Just saying, maybe 2022 oh, might be your year. What a wingman. I'm just, well, have you been to the store lately? Any grocery? No. Walmart? Anyone? Actually, yeah. The other yeah. day, yesterday. Valentine's Day beer. stuff is everywhere. See? See where I was going? I'm oh, wait. That's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> the clock is ticking. I'm, I'm trying oh, to no. help you. No, no, look. We've already been four years without a Valentine's Day. We're not. This is not happening. We're not going for the five factor here. The Triton. It's not happening. You will have a date this Valentine's Day. Or my name is Gus Catton. I might, already, I might oh. already have one. Oh, okay. All right. All right. But uh, uh, I, I want to see. Uh, we we got to make sure one way, shape, or form. You, <laughs> me, listeners, parents that are waiting to get out of the house for some kids, whatever. Some way, shape, or form, you will have a date on Valentine's Day. Let's go for it. Let's, Let's do it. Let's do it. It's all about confidence, Jordan. It's all about confidence. Um, uh, And not being a bum. Obviously. Not being a bum, which brings us to your topic on this hit. What do you, what do you got? Yeah, Aaron Rodgers yesterday uh, kind of went off in, you know, when he was being asked questions yeah. yesterday in his <laughs> midweek, uh, yeah. you know, interviews with the media. And he had some, he had his own take on one reporter that won't be voting for him as the MVP of the NFL this season. Hub Arkish. Um, Back in the day when I was with WWL, Mark Shafisi helped me get, I, I want to say Hub Arkish has been on the show over there. I do. Really? Yes. I, I, I know the name because of that. I, I know Buddy, Buddy D had him on in the past. I'm telling you, I think, I'm pretty positive we've had Hub Arkish on the show. Um, 
So look to your Rolodex. Well, I, I, yeah, I don't have that. Shafisi has his number, but I could probably text him. Uh, here, here's, uh, Aaron Rodgers on Hubark is saying that he would not vote for Aaron Rodgers for MVP because he's the biggest jerk in the league. I think he's a bum. I think he's an absolute bum. You don't know me. I don't know who he is. No one knew who he was probably until yesterday's comments, but I mean to, and I listened to the comments, but to say he has mind made up in the summertime, in the off season that, you know, I had zero chance of winning MVP. My opinion should exclude, you know, future, future votes. Um, you know, his problem isn't with me being a bad guy or the biggest jerk in the league. Cause he doesn't know me. He doesn't know me. He doesn't know anything about me. I mean, I've never met him. I've never had lunch with him. I've never had an interview with him. Um, his problem is I'm not vaccinated. You know, so if he wants to go on a crusade and collude and come up with an, an extra letter, to put on the award just for this season and make it the most valuable vaccinated player, then he should do that. But he's a bum, and I'm not going to waste any time worrying about that stuff. He has no idea who I am. He's never never talked to me in his life. But it's unfortunate that those those sentiments – it's surprising that he would even say that, to be honest. Wow. I'm clipping that. One hundred. He's a bum. Oh, yeah, you got to save that. He's a bum. For sure. Minute 10 seconds of evisceration there. Um, Jordan, uh, I do remember somebody here on the Zoom call. Uh, in the past, I've had to um, convince of Aaron Rodgers' greatness and talk about how good he is. And you were like, he's terrible. You never know. You never met him. You never had coffee with him. You know, you you're, ne- right. you're so right. You've never sat down and done a, you know, an insurance commercial with him. You have no idea who he is. You never went to a no jam idea. session. You didn't play guitar with him. You didn't meet him out in Hawaii. You've never met Aaron Rodgers, but you were convinced nope. that he was terrible. He's not better than Breeze and all this other stuff. So, Jordan, do you think you're a bum? A and B. It, does he have a point on this when it comes to reporters? Because you see this a lot with Major League Baseball Hall of Fame voters and things of that nature. Because Barry Bonds, Sammy Sosa, McGuire, uh, Roger Clemens, that there's a whole steroid era sort of thing about that. And a lot of it is because of how they treated people in the media. Well, I, I mean, obviously, I think we're all human beings and we're all, that's always going to go into the voting. But I think that should definitely just kind of stay out of it. Even like, like you're saying with baseball, if, they, the way they treat the media, I don't think that should, you know, go towards being the most valuable player. Because at the end of the day, that's not what the award's based upon. It's based right. upon getting your team, you know, being the most important player to your team in the entire league. And I think that's what it should be mainly judged upon um, from that standpoint. But no, I, there's definitely, you know, if someone takes shots at, you know, different people, then obviously that's going to persuade them or kind of not go your certain way. I mean, if if I was voting on who's going to be the MVP of the NBA and LeBron called me a bum, I mean, obviously that's going to go towards how I'm going to vote, I feel like. I, that's just me. Uh, you, I'm not lying. You, you open the door and Travis is listening intently. His phone is in his hand and he's ready to press send on the text. Would you vote for LeBron if he was the MVP or would you not because you don't like him? If, <laughs> right. No, I'm asking you, would, would you, if he, if he had an MVP season, would Jordan Kleber cast a vote for LeBron? Are you still going to go with LeBron? No, don't you walk away from it. I would, I wouldn't cast the vote. Well, I just gave you the vote. The NBA said, congratulations on your coverage of the Pelicans. You have a vote for MVP. Who are you voting for? Herb Jones. Now you really are a bum. Now you're Herb Jones of everybody, not Steph Curry. No, but look, here, here's my thing. I, I always say this. Um, and I, and look, I, I've been, oh my gosh, uh, what, 99s when I started in this business. So you absolutely have been around or seen contentious arguments, discussions, what have you with, with, you know, reporters and players. And look, sometimes they, there are not some nice players and they're not some nice reporters, to be honest with you, that, you know, they'll right. you out the way or just have their own thing. Um, I think when it comes to voting for awards like that, you, you do put aside how you feel based on the fact that answer the question. Like, what's the question, right? right? Answer yeah. the question. Who has the best season this year? However you want to define MVP, but just answer the question. I think that's what this is. And when you look at it, 
And I would almost say because he was a jerk or because he put so much drama to the Packers, the fact that that team earned the number one seed when they got smoked by the Saints in game one, when all that drama was still fresh, and my man said, relax, and then went ahead and won the NFC's top seed? I mean... Yeah, basically, basically both feet out the door. Yeah, no so doubt. that's kind of insane. All right, well, go be a better puppy sitter. We'll try to chat with in with you here in the bottom of uh, the hour. Thank you, Jordan. Sounds good, Gus. Remember, kid Have cries, good. hungry, Take them out. change the diaper. Just letting you know. Hour Got three you. next on ESPN New Orleans. <laughs> I know you've been waiting a little bit longer than normal. Jen's manicure spot needs an extra pair of hands. Who's at the front desk right now? Someone who's handy with everything from nail files to spreadsheet files. Deidre's not coming in today, but we have that whole bachelorette party. Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Instant Match instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your sponsored job description. Visit Indeed.